Sessions. Hello, and welcome to episode 9 of Hearthaholics, a Hearthstone strategy podcast about sitting back, chatting with friends, and figuring out how to be more awesome at this game. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me today are the two people who always join me, one of which is Andres. Hello, Andres. How you doing? Hey, Brian. I'm doing great. Glad to be here. As am I. And Billy, are you glad to be here? I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, absolutely not. This is the worst moment of my week all the time. Uh, you are taking me away from Heroes of the Storm, which is very disappointing. Uh, but no, for real, I'm I'm super excited to be here as always every week. Oh, good! I was actually <laughs> getting really worried there. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. <laughs> you're, we're gonna drop down to feelings. Num- we're gonna be rank 1.4 among podcasts because we don't have any enthusiasm from one of our co-hosts. No. <laughs> But luckily, we are still standing strong at 1.31456722, so... I love that that joke has been going from the first episode, and we're here in episode 9, almost our 10th anniversary, and we're still... We're still going with that one. I think I think we're that high, because people enjoy the consistency. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I think so, too. I, I like that it gets more specific as time goes on. Like, yeah. right now we're up to, like, what, eight decimal points? Exactly. Well, it's kind of like, you know, the change is much slower as you get near the top. It's like trying to get to legend number one. It's, it's like, like asymptotic. It just yeah. never gets to number one. It just keeps it's a grind. getting closer. <laughs> I just have to spend 50 hours refreshing the page every week. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I have up-to-date analysis. It, in fact, it might change during the show depending on what we say. So, you know. So let's start out with a bang by uh, talking about what we've been doing this last week in Hearthstone. Who wants to start? If this is an open question. I've been playing some of the latter. I started cool. back with my druid. Uh, I want to get my golden druid up and running. I'm really close. I'm like <clears throat> 130 wins away. So I, mm. I made the math. If I play around like seven games a day, I think I got it. Got yeah. it uh, what kind season? of druid are you running? Yeah, is, this is season. that what you're aiming for this season? Okay, cool. Yeah, just to get it, because um, I've been kind of putting it off. I've been playing so many other classes, and the thing yeah. is, like, at first I started with Warlock and just play that class straight up, like for a whole like month and a half, and I right. got the Golden Dru- uh, Warlock so fast. But then I haven't gotten a, war- a Golden class ever since, just because I've been playing a little bit of each class, so all my wins are kind of scattered. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'm just gonna make a little push this uh, season with the Druid C. See if I can make it far with it. So you're going like combo druid, ramp druid? Yeah, I started with this aggressive druid, but I call I call it the anti aggro aggro druid because it's an aggro druid, but it's teched out against aggro since it's the beginning of the season, and you run into a lot of like zoo and mm-hmm. uh, hunter and. Uh, so what are druid techs for aggro? So for example, I took out. Uh, one of the Astrid Drakes and put in two Sludge Belchers. I put in also mm-hmm. a Zombie Chow instead of Scenarius. Yep. And then instead of running like double combo, I run uh, Kids and Mystic sometimes if it's a lot of Mage and a lot of Hunter. Nice. Or you can swap that for <clears throat> another Astrid Drake or any any other kind I'm of just waiting for the taunt. game where you're both top decking and you draw zombie chow and you're like, Oh my gosh, I wish this was a scenario. <laughs> and it, no, it does, it does happen. Like you, uh, yeah. 
you lose in like some matchups. Let's say if you are matched against a control warrior, it wouldn't be mm. as good as your super aggro druid where you're not running zombie child, but you run scenarios instead. Yep. Um, so it, it is a compromise, but for sure, it's depending on the decks that you're facing, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, that's exciting. I'm nowhere near any golden class, so that's uh, <laughs> it'll come, man. It'll come. Far out of my league, but I'm pretty Drew, excited. Yeah, I mean, uh, Billy can can tell us all about golden classes. <laughs> That's a great transition, Billy. How many golden <laughs> classes have you gotten this last week? Uh, I've got none this last month. That's you, uh, you're slacking off. I know, <laughs> dude. Heroes takes up so much time. Oh my, gosh. it does, especially I'm, with the way you play it. I'm actually fairly close to having all the heroes in that game. I'm gonna be buying. Uh, gonna be buying my last two this week. Hopefully, maybe I don't know. With Anywho. gold or money. Uh, probably one with money and one with gold. But uh, as far as Hearthstone goes, uh, I actually haven't played too much this month because obviously it's the start of the month, uh, and <laughs> I'm kind of waiting for the for the beginning of the ladder to kind of die down a little bit. Gonna wait a couple mm. days and then I'm really gonna hit ladder hard. Although I did play a little bit at the end of last month, just trying out different decks, seeing what's good and what I enjoy playing because I really hadn't been keeping up with the meta for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only decks that are really big right now as far as i'm aware is like well the top tier ones are like mm-hmm. patron warrior and handlocker right the 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 two big mainly because they counter each, well <laughs> count as patron um yeah. but you know I, I out of those two i much prefer playing handlock and i'm not you necessarily know, bored of handlock but whenever i'm playing handlock i find it um I find it tedious. I find, like, every single game doesn't really have, like, a huge... Well, I guess it does have a huge moment because you're playing a bunch of giants and stuff, but you're so used to that experience if you've played a lot of handlocks, so it kind of feels kind of feels dull after a while, but I don't know. I, I'm just finding it hard to find a deck that I can consistently play and enjoy. Yeah. I know what handlock you mean. Is, oh, go ahead, Andres. I was just going to say that I know what he means. Like, handlock does have, like, this power plays where you put down an 8-8, but yeah, it it's kind of just that, like, I mean, the most you can hope for is if you if your opponent doesn't play around your giants, you can do, like, double molten, maybe mountain giant, and then taunts, and that's, like, your super big combo. <laughs> the most you can hope for is, like, two nine nines with taunts. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I guess what I'm saying is, like, whenever you play decks, for example, like, Patron Warrior, where you yeah. can have a turn where you fill up your board, fill up your hand, and wipe everything your opponent has, totally. and then suddenly you're, like, up, up and well, leading... Like- Oil Rogue. Or, yeah, yeah Oil Rogue, where you de- deal, like, 18 damage, clear their board, and then, like, mm-hmm. kill him or something like that. Well, everything is still new and fresh for me with um, with war- uh, Handlock, so I'm still enjoying that. That's what I've been playing pretty much this entire past week. Um, the last couple days, I've switched to um, Mid-Range Zoo, because I kind of want a slightly faster deck to kind of be working up the ladder with, um, cool. and I'm just kind of curious to try something different. Um, so that's been fun. I haven't had a lot of games in with it, but they've been going pretty well. Back to your point, though, Billy, about uh, Handlock versus Patron Warrior on kind of leading the ladder. I just like the visual imagery of this battlefield. And on one side, you have all these giants charging. And on the other side, you have a rabble of drunken dwarves <laughs> charging the giants. <laughs> they just keep clashing in an endless warfare. Better, pretty awesome but better yet but, the giants are exploding because of shadow flame and just destroying all of the <laughs> just destroying pretty all much. of the oh, this sounds pretty badass honestly there's just a there's just a statue this is gonna be the plot the of the warcraft war. movie <laughs> oh my god like the climax that. is when this statue that has been sitting in the middle of the battlefield the entire time just explodes with shadow flame and kills all the dwarves <laughs> 
gonna be a good moment for sure. Do you understand right. how much I'm gonna cry if there's like a Hearthstone Easter egg in the Warcraft movie somehow? <laughs> like I don't know how they can do that without oh, breaking man. the well, fourth like, wall. I mean, they could include the game. Let, let's say they're filming a scene in the city or something, and go into a tavern. They could have like two like guys in the background playing Hearthstone. Oh my god, I'll oh, be so be happy s- if that. I happens. will only be truly happy if one of the two people has been broed. Then I will be. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> Yes, please, Blizzard, get what on if, it. What if one of them gets really mad because he lost the game and just flips the table and then a bunch of drunken dwarves just come into the tavern and start Hey, fighting. everyone, get in here! <laughs> yeah, that would there you go, that could good. be the Easter egg. Right, uh, now, they now they have to be good, so careful with that fun. movie, though, because if they pump it full of video game Easter eggs and references, people are going to start like, it's going to seem a little cheesy. Yeah, so they, well, they don't the need to make it too. so in your face. Like, we're talking yeah. about a background scene here. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Not like, ah, you have a yellow exclamation point over your head. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we won't see that. But uh, all this talk about what we've been playing kind of leads directly into the topic you wanted to bring this week, Andres. Sure, yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, it's a new month. It's a new ladder. Um, I want to talk about how we approach the start of the season. And, like, do, do you guys like the reset and, like... Um, how do how we how do we go about it? Um, to respond to like the second question there about liking the reset, I think that's an interesting thing to focus on first. Uh, sure, I let's actually start with that. do because it if you're knocking your head up against the wall, I'm not a person who gets the legend every month, and if you kind of know you're going to do that, I can definitely see the ladder reset just being annoying. But I kind of like it because it feels like everyone's like suddenly at the start gates again and everything's super unpredictable and just fun and you never know if you're facing a legend player or you're facing a new player so you kind of have that time to go back to the beginning and also give you a feeling of progress again like if you've been bumping your head up against rank 10 or rank 7 or rank 5 or wherever you've been suddenly you're thrown into a place where you might lose but you know you're going to make some some substantial progress in the rank so it kind of gives you that feeling of progression that you may have not gotten from it does scramble things up a bit that's for sure um that said you know i'm totally with all the people that like want to re revamp it i think there are a lot of things that can improve but as for just if i'm excited and enjoy the start of a season i typically am more than i see it as like shoot i have to do all this over again but what yeah. about you guys what do you think billy i uh i'm not sure if i like the reset being as often as it is but like the only mm. alternative is kind of making it two months and that would be kind of too long unless you want to make it complicated and make it like maybe, a month and a half and maybe and i'm just too far and i don't know i i like the reset but i don't like how often it is but in my head there's no way to change it so i just deal with it and be happy about well, it well the album has longer seasons i don't actually know how long they but are it's um, like silly long right isn't it like i i have I no think clue it's like three three or four much. months long yeah i actually like the idea of three months maybe it's just because i'm in the business mindset but i view years and quarters so like i could see first quarter second quarter third quarter and fourth quarter being like pretty good ways of doing things um, the first three months, the second three months. So that would probably be the system I'd want to go because it's less arbitrary since that's a pretty common standard. But that's it gives you more thought. time. They could also to, make it uh, add more ranks in there. Yeah, you could add to, more ranks or to make it more interesting I, for the again add more players. rewards. And if they're giving those out quarterly instead of monthly, it's easy for Blizzard to do without flooding their economy. Um, so you know our idea of like you get gold for being ranked two or you get cards or whatever. If you're only giving those out every three months, you can be a lot more generous with them. Um, and thus encourage people a lot more to rank up. So yeah, that's an interesting point. And it also means you like it right now. It takes what like 50, 60 hours to get to legend or something, something crazy. 
Um, uh, yeah, I would say yeah for like uh, a person that is good, not like a professional player. I would right. say that sounds about right. Maybe a little less, but I would say maybe twenty to thirty hours. Okay, twenty to thirty hours, maybe forty. Splitting that over three months is a lot more doable for people who don't have a ton of time to put into Hearthstone, um, but had the skill to get there. So, like giving you that longer period to rank up, but then still having these resets seems like a pretty good compromise if they don't want to overhaul the entire system. But I yeah, feel like, like they wouldn't. Like I feel like they wouldn't do it, but I would much prefer it if the game was the way you just ex- described. Like that would be a better Hearthstone for me. I would yeah. enjoy that experience more, but I understand as for for Blizzard, it's much more beneficial for them to have it this way. I uh, think yeah. a lot of people would get annoyed as well because it would probably mean a card back every quarter instead of a card back every <laughs> month. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but yeah, what about you, Andres? Do you like this new season time? I do like the new season time. It's a fresh new start, and like you said, like you start the ladder, you feel fresh, you kind of feel a little more daring to experiment with new stuff. Uh, yeah. Pull out that crazy new deck that you haven't played because you're scared you're gonna lose some ranks. Um, yeah, try new stuff, and you also get some uh, crazy opponents sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get lucky, you can sometimes even match against like a pro player, like uh, randomly. I'm not sure I would consider that lucky. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. I mean, you might lose, but it's still cool. You know, yeah. you can still take a screenshot and be like, hey, I matched against Colento. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I'm um, a, I remember one time at the start of the season when I went for Legend and I got nowhere close because that was around, I think that was the month before I met you guys. Anyhow, mm. point being, uh, I ran into, oh, who was it? It's the one of the pro players. He plays poker on his streams when he's playing Hearthstone at the same time. Who is that? I think uh, it is. I don't know. It, it might be Forson? Maybe? Okay, I don't know. Let's go Ran with that. Into, let's just call it Forson. I'm probably wrong about that, but the guy who plays poker while playing Hearthstone while streaming. Uh, I ran into him <laughs> when playing Face Hunter because I was, you know, climbing the ranks. It was the very start of the season where at, like, rank 8 or something crazy like that. Um, and... I, uh, I I beat him in scumbag fashion, and he was upset, and it made me happy. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. But, um, yeah, I, this kind of goes on. Oh, go ahead, Andres. Oh, I was just going to say that I, I, my last thought on it is that I like the length of the seasons as it is right now. Oh, really? That's yeah, I think it's, that, a, right? it's a good amount of time for, you know, people who are really mm-hmm. good at the game have more than enough time to get to Legend. Then people who are just good at the game have a fair chance um, people who are okay over the game are going to have a hard time getting to Legend. And that's where you start a lot of people complaining about the length of the season and being like, oh, well, it's too hard. We need more time. It makes it too much of a grind. And it does, you know, like, um, people that don't have enough time to pour into the game are going to have a harder time reaching Legend this amount of time. But then at mm-hmm. the same time, when you look at the top of the Legend, most of the top players kind of just play the latter a little conservatively not conservatively but like with not as much passion throughout and then it's not till the last like two days where they go downtown into the ladder like Uh throughout the month they just kind of play enough to get them close to 100 and then is on the last two days and mainly on the last day where they really really do the last push i will say that there's something beneficial for blizzard um for making it a longer season I understand your point, but, and, and 
I go back to what I said before, they're not going to change it. But if they were going to change it, I could definitely see why. And the main reason why is mm-hmm. they currently have three games which take a huge time commitment. And they're only the three that I play. And there's other, like StarCraft and Diablo, I'm sure, also have a huge time sink. Oh, StarCraft. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. But Heroes of the Storm is like an amazing time sink if you want to actually get really, really good at the game. Or even just to climb the, the Hero League ladder. Or, you know, World yeah. of Warcraft to get to the highest level and then start Those rating. Um, both of those games take a huge time commitment. And then to also throw Hearthstone on top of that, there's a lot of games now, which all of these games are live. Like, you can't, like, there's no Heroes as in beta. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. that's not a defense anymore. Now they have three games live that all take a huge time commitment. And yeah. two of which they make a silly, well, they have the chance to make a silly amount of money on because there's not just a limited you know, pay a subscription every month like WoW is, yep. Heroes and Hearthstone, you can spend as much as money on you on you that you want on it and you'll still have stuff to buy. Um, so they're the games that probably are going to make the most money. And if they want to make more money, I would uh, stretch out the seasons. That way people have more time to play uh, both games. For me, it's hard to concentrate on Hearthstone because I do want to play games like Heroes, like World of... Well, I don't play WoW anymore, but... Like heroes, like heroes, and, and, and <laughs> like, <laughs> like heroes, and then like other games, like yeah, yeah non-blizzard, non-blizzard games. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, it primarily goes back to the less Blizzard builds around a carrot and stick approach in terms of getting you to play Hearthstone, and the more they focus on the games themselves being the reward for playing, I think the better off they are. And what I mean by that is, I think stuff like their built-in quest system works pretty well for this. Uh, I yep. think if they had got achievements in that would be really good if they tracked win percentages and gave people an idea like in-game stat tracking you know a very small percentage of the players i'm sure use out of game stat tracking but that helps you feel like you make progress in terms of knowing a deck and getting good at a deck even just by playing 10 games with it because you're like oh cool i've logged 10 games with that deck i have this win percentage against these decks if i even played 10 and got a 90 percent win ratio i'd feel really good even if i didn't make it to legend so I the do, more they can focus I, on I do enjoying understand. the Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I apologize. I do oh, understand sure. why they don't implement something like that. And that's mm-hmm. mainly because a newer player, if he wanted to, if he's, you know, just wanting to play the game for fun and he sees that all of his decks are, you know, a low win percentage because he's new to the game, that sure. might discourage him from trying to take the game more seriously or, or et cetera, you know, or, or you get the even worse situation of someone spending money on a, on, on a pack and, and they get some special card, and their win percentage is really low on the deck that they're running their special card, and uh, mm-hmm. and and now they're upset because they feel like they spent money on nothingness. That's a good point. A little knowledge can be a dangerous thing, um, and I think how they implement it might be important. But in general, I would like them to be more transparent with information. Like when they release that information they have now of like you're in the top so and so percent of players for being this rank. That was pretty smart. I think yeah. that gets people really excited. Yeah. That, but that just in good, general. Like I like the idea of people, not everyone needs to make it to legend. Um, and that doesn't need to be the end game. And the more they can focus on like the matches themselves and your personal history and your personal playing being what's important to you rather than trying to like the only important thing being getting up on ladder. I think people can get like more value of every match they play rather than having this again, carrot and stick approach to where they need to get. I like, I like that brand. I really like the sponsor that you're making and y- I would love an achievement system. You cannot yeah. imagine how much I would love that. I, I thought the-, the achievement system in like Warcraft and in Diablo is really, really good. And it gives you an incentive to do like certain things that you normally wouldn't do. Like, especially mm-hmm. if they add like cool little achievements, like 
win again a game with Warrior where you have 40 plus armor or something like that. Right. And then you can, you know, it becomes like a challenge, like, oh, I'm gonna challenge this achievement and complete it and like add it to my little thing of achievements and like build yeah. a cool profile. I like all those ideas. Also, the, some way to keep track of some of your games some way it doesn't have to be like super robust just because mm-hmm. they know i know they want to keep it simple but at least to see like your one percentage with a deck like that would be yeah. enough for to i think that'd be really good and be a huge help too to see if you're doing well with a deck or not yep for sure um i think another reason that might be a problem for them is if you you know you only have nine deck slots so if you delete one you're losing your history with it um and that would feel really bad to be like deleting your archives yeah um, so they need to think around that problem as well it, it, there are a lot of directions they can go but it's just a general direction i want them to be taking it but uh yeah to close out this topic in general just quick fire what are you guys going to focus on this season like what are you going to bring to the ladder andres you said it's going to be druid i think i'm going to try to go for the golden druid and then there's a few other classes that i'm gonna play i still want to play patron warrior still one of my favorite decks right now and nice. then um the number one on NA last season, I think, was a hunter, this guy named Jab. And he mm-hmm. posted a cool Reddit post um, about his mid-range hunter deck. It's a very traditional mid-range hunter with Savannah Hymens and Double Houndmasters. Mm. Um, so it was very interesting to see. And he got yeah. number one, and he, he was uh, giving good praise to the deck. So I think I want to give that deck a little go, too. Um, especially as the meta is right now, I think it would work really well. It would be really interesting if the person who made number one legend as he was playing a deck was like already building a counter deck to it. So once he reaches number one legend and everyone starts copying that deck, he has like a deck in the wings (laughs) to beat them with. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. He already knows how to play the deck really well. So I know he knows how to counter it. Exactly. That's really interesting. Yeah, I saw that mid-range has taken over hybrid, so that was interesting. Um, Billy, what are you going to be bringing? I'm still not 100% sure. I am trying to figure out whether... I would like to get a Paladin or a Warrior deck, uh, preferably mm-hmm. not Patron Warrior, um, <laughs> but just because I don't enjoy the playstyle. But, um, I yeah, I, I'm still not 100% sure what I would like to take into yeah. this season's ladder. I still have to try out a couple different things before I'm set. That mid-range yep. pal- uh, Hunter sounds fun, though. Might check that For out. For me, it's looking like it's going to be mid-range Warlock to uh, Zulok to kind of get through the early ranks. And then once I'm starting to maybe hit a wall with that, I'm thinking of transitioning back to Handlock for more of the uh, the high win percentage play. Handlock um, should be really nice too, especially as you, as you get higher in the ranks. Yeah, I'm as really long as you're not see seeing a lot of Face Hunter, Handlock should be a really good pick right now. Yeah, so it's looking like all Warlock for me. I mean, I would love to go back to Paladin if I find a way to make that viable again. I also feel like it's been way too long since I played Priest. So that Japanese Priest that you showed in your video last week, Billy. Uh-huh. Um, which you can check out on the Hearthalox YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> had to get the plug in here sometime. Like, that one would be really interesting for me to try. Um, yeah, that deck's a lot of fun. Super board control uh, yeah. heavy, so I, th- I think that you would enjoy that deck quite a lot. It's been way too long since I've gone back to Priest, so I'm I'm excited about that. And Control Warrior is always calling me, because that's, like, my thing. Come um, back to me, Brian. You know, but that- if I go Warrior, I might just have to try Patron Warrior for a while because I just feel so ignorant about that deck still. Uh, Funnily to- enough, now that I've been playing a, lo- a lot of Patron Warrior, I've been kind of more inclined to try the Control Warrior now. Yes. We're converting you slowly. Yeah. We give know, you all these I've shiny been, toys. I've been kind of liking the Warrior playstyle, especially because <laughs> um, it feels nice that you're so resilient. Even with the yep. Patron Warrior, when they get you really low, you have so many ways... 
to start building back your health with armor. And mm-hmm. then you just start feeling like this heavy tank that cannot be taken down. Yeah. And the nice thing about the armor is it's also a counter against Freeze Mage, which is good against, like, everything else. Oh, my God. So You get a Freeze Mage, and you get so happy. You just yeah. press the armor up button as much as you can <laughs> and save all your armor smiths and whirlwind, and it'd you never be, die. It'd be really interesting if they introduced some kind of, like, armor destruction card that was then run in Freeze Mage. Oh, uh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that will be interesting, because uh, rogues and mages have a lot of trouble with this and like yeah. it becomes games where it's just so one-sided that it's not even fair so i don't know they they might try to add a card specifically to those two classes maybe not a neutral yeah. card because if like druids or like something really aggressive <laughs> gets access to that it oh, might be really no. bad for warriors that would just but be yeah at least to help out mages and rogues against that problem mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I desperately want a. I, I don't know. We just talked about it being class specific, but I would desperately want like a two cost one, or like a three cost one one or something that removed five armor as it came into play. That, that oh yeah, that'd be nice. yeah, that'd be nice. Three cost one one. Yeah, I can see that working. Five. The reason for why three. I went for that is because draw card is usually valued at um, two mana, and shield block is valued at three mana. So that draws you a card and gives you five armor. So I'm roughly rating one arm, uh, five armor to be at one mana. Ah, gotcha. Wait, then a one one for two isn't very good. I said one one for three. I know, but I'm saying if you're taking one mana for the five armor, then you're paying two mana for a one. Maybe one, even yes. it can even be a minion okay. that when it hits, it hits double for armor. Yeah, that actually is a really interesting thing. Instead of just like a battle cry effect, it's like a minion that can do a special amount of damage to armor. Yeah. yeah. Well that's kinda neat. Like a shield breaker or something. I I would not like to see that because the type of decks that want to remove armor aren't Are, decks yeah. that want minions on the board. Well, also the the bigger difficulty is uh Warrior has a ton of ways to remove stuff. So like you play that True. warrior probably has an answer. Uh so it's not really You either have to be a battle cry or a spell for it to work. Yeah. That's a fair point. All right. Speaking of classes, which we've been talking about, that leads on to my topic. <laughs> there was my so much. There was so like everybody. Please go back and watch this episode. There were so many better spots to dive in with this. There was, but you guys always <laughs> had an interesting point. I know, I know. But like, out of all of those, to this <sighs> one. All right, we're gonna go with it though. We're gonna forge bravely forward through my segues, Just bash the topic through, <laughs> and talk about my topic this week, which is, I think, a really interesting question that we've never directly addressed. It's also a really simple one. Uh, what's your favorite class, hmm. uh, Andres? What's your favorite class? Actually, Brian, I have a confession to make. What? I uh, I hate all of the classes. I don't have any preference. You don't have any preference. No, I'm just kidding. I definitely okay. do. <laughs> um, that is hard. I can give you my top three right now. Let's go with that. <clears throat> my top three favorite ones definitely have to be Warlock, mm-hmm. Paladin, mm-hmm. and Druid. I am. Well, my list is actually the same as that, except you would replace Druid with um, Warrior. Ah, nice. I think. 
Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I I'm think. Gonna, and now I'm doubting myself. Billy, I'm what gonna, is your favorite class? I'm going to be slightly less fancy than you guys, and I'm actually okay. going to answer the question correctly instead of giving you You're going to give us your your nine favorite classes? No. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to answer what is your favorite class, not as what your okay. top three favorite classes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, my favorite class is priest, hands down, because priest is awesome. I thought so. Okay, so, cool. quick, why? Why priest, Billy? Well... Are you of a religious bent? Yes. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> priest is just, there. like, when I first got into the game, after the sad, sad miracle rogue nerf, yep. um, one of the classes I kind of gravitated towards was, was priest, just because they can do fun little things, like... Thought steal mm -hmm. your lay on hands, and later on in the game, Ork and I lay on hands get wrecked. Um, <laughs> and they can like, do fun things, that is true. They, they can do just so many fun things. I mean, back then, people were running mind control, and mind control is just silly fun, and then, like, yep. Shadow were deathing your own Sylvanas, and at the time, Amaz was super popular, and he was doing, oh, like, a yeah. bunch of crazy priest stuff, and, and I loved watching him do that, so... Amaz inspired me to to play priest, and ever since uh, I loved priest. Sadly, priest was not my first golden class, though. But that's just because it's too slow to play to even attempt to go yeah. for golden yeah. like that. That's <laughs> probably one of the hardest ones to get golden. Yeah, yeah. I was I had a lot of affinity towards priest as well. It reminds me of like um a lot of like kind of blue and blue black decks for magic, which are just really about like messing with your opponent and just doing crazy stuff to their board and not just reacting to what's out there in efficient ways like warrior but like fooling with what they have out there and doing your own crazy combos and it's like one of the most fun and creative classes to play um i just haven't gone back to it in a long time so I, it hasn't like been near and dear to my heart recently but i love the idea behind it i'm so glad it's in the game i um, I, I would respond with something like yeah but like my magic knowledge is so so non-existent <laughs> that like that doesn't even work for me <laughs> Andres knows what I'm talking about. I do, I do know. Um, I have a feeling that Priest is gonna get some love in the upcoming card expansion. Yeah, it's been so long forgotten that I feel like they're gonna try to give it a little boost. Yeah, kind of like what? they did with Warrior and Patron, like you a got different Twilight Whelp and Resurrect. Yeah, <laughs> not been great. I think they're trying to they're gonna try to give the class a little different spin. Maybe dragons is is it? Maybe they're trying mm. to introduce dragons to priest. Um, yeah. th is, they're just not enough right now to to make it really work. Yeah, Resurrect probably. is so cool. I don't want to hear any Resurrect hate. I I'm sorry. Resurrect I already is, is too awesome. Left at it. <laughs> I like Resurrect too. Resurrect right. was the thumbnail for our first ever podcast. Oh my gosh, look at me betraying our origins. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I hold nothing but disdain for that first no podcast. No respect for our ancestors. There's, there's, a lot of, so there's a lot of priest going on in our thumbnails. It's a good point. Uh, in our first episode, we had Resurrect. In our third episode, we had Twilight Whelp. And I believe the first episode was the only episode in which we are the number one Hearthstone podcast ever since then. Um, <laughs> this just in, because of my disdain towards our first episode, we are now rank 1.5332, so we're dropping <laughs> throughout this episode. I'm sorry. Wouldn't it be <laughs> it great if you terrible. forgot the first number you said and then, like, increased our number by accident? That would have been... Well, I mean, it was an increase, but, you know, lower is better for ranks, but I'm pretty sure I remember the original <laughs> <laughs> I have faith in me. But yeah, Andres, uh, going back to your picks here to jump in a little more in depth, like why are those classes, or maybe even just pick one of those, like what about it appeals to you in terms of playing? If I had to pick one, I would probably go for Warlock. Yes. 
<laughs> Warlock it was my first love in this game, and it's still one of my favorite classes. Um, I, I don't mean to interject, but is it because you can draw a card for two mana and that's OP? So before we even get into that, before <laughs> we even get into like how good the hero power is, I just like the theme of Warlocks. Just like mm. the idea of like this, like evil beings, like summoning demons and just like controlling hordes of cool stuff and just like sacrificing them to getting more power. I like, I like that theme. Like as a mm-hmm. fantasy theme is just cool, right? Like yeah. Yeah. it's not something you see every day. I, I don't know where you live, Andre. There are <laughs> warlocks all over my neighborhood. <laughs> also, you implied that all warlocks evil and I disagree, so. They're, they're I mean, you do are delve into the dark, warlocks. the dark magics, and you have to make like packs with demons and stuff, which involves certain level of evilness. Listen, my level, <laughs> my, my level eighty three, uh, something, uh, I forget what race it was. I think it was like a gnome yeah. warlock. Disagrees with you. He is a good guy. Myself. I have a very morally conflicted dwarven warlock. I'm not actually sure if he's evil or not, but he definitely has <laughs> some evil bits to him. <laughs> like Mostly what? the fact that he's a warlock. <laughs> there has to be there has to be something crooked about you if yeah. you're willing to explode living things to kill Listen, other man, living things. Imps are cool. That's a good character. Imps are really cool. <laughs> Uh, but then, yeah, aside from that, just the class in general is really strong, and I really like what the hero power has to offer. Um, it creates really cool decks like Handlock, and uh, it makes uh, quirky decks like Zulog very viable. And then down the line, it might also give uh, life to crazy creations, just because the hero power enables like that combo-y, long-term mm-hmm. kind of strategy play. I also love the mechanic of demons taking doing something bad to you to be powerful. Yeah, like, I like I the really I like the cool. mechanic of like having to sacrifice some of your stuff just to make a really powerful mm-hmm. place. Uh yeah. in magic, uh the the color black did a lot of that, like where yeah, you sacrifice absolutely. your creatures to gain life and you'll bring them back from the dead afterwards in even like stronger forms. Um but it was like all this like um little trickery and like dark magic that you have had to like play you know, around with resurrect would have actually been a really interesting warlock card like in handlock um resurrect would have been an overpowered card in warlock. yeah like wouldn't that be cool because that's very much like a warlock thing bringing, bringing back, back Mulganis. yeah zombie uh, Mulganis. i love that idea <laughs> maybe cost it more because it's warlock like three men or something they could but. maybe make a card like that like zombify or something because yeah. four mana bring back a yeah, a demon from the dead. <laughs> but I, I totally agree with you about why Warlock is fun. Um, I think that the obviously the card draw is a nice bonus on top of everything you said. <laughs> um, but it just it leads to um, at least a pretty different deck as we've seen with Handlock. And I just think the cards designed for it are often really interesting because of that drawback mechanic they have. They have a chance to like make more ridiculous cards because it's going uh, it's going both ways. I feel like yep. a lot of the ridiculous cards happen because they're not allowed to make good cards for Warlock because of the draw card. Yep. It's the same reason yep. you don't see any one drops getting produced for Warlock because Zoo is scary and we're all scared of Zoo. <laughs> and you're having to like worry, like the cards that are pretty good, you have to play specifically like Doom Guard. It's such a risk and reward to play and you can try to get it out with a void 
collar or you can try to play it from your hand or you can try to play the rest of your hand out first um so there it seems like you're constantly having to evaluate um a lot of different factors before you play their cards which is pretty darn fun for yeah. some reason when anybody ever says void collar i think they're talking about void terror i know <laughs> i think they're t- i always call it void walker or whatever there's just a, a lot of voids listen warlocks are, warlocks are empty in the inside i don't know if i've said it on the show yet but i want doom void to be a card that <laughs> just combines everything warlock into one that uh, would be just, that'd be nice it's a 10 cost card doom void and it just crashes the game for both players <laughs> doom, doom void coil first one death. to relaunch wins exactly person with a better <laughs> cpu wins yeah yeah exactly exactly uh for me i just want to be different i mean warlock is a good answer i used to play a lot of zulok um mm-hmm. and then i transitioned to handlock recently which i'm enjoying a lot uh warrior is also close for me but sometimes it does feel a little bit too slow or reactive and i haven't enjoyed any warrior or haven't really gotten into any warriors outside of control warrior so I think I'm going to go ahead and say Paladin has probably been the class I've enjoyed the most for the longest period in the game so far. And, you know, if we were World of Warcraft characters, I feel like you would be a Paladin no you know, matter what. Andres, my main in World of Warcraft was a Paladin. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you are spot on, sir. Um, were you a priest, Billy? Uh no, I was uh I was a, uh, mm, I had this many ways to answer that question because I had like a lot of characters. So many, I um, do. But I feel like the the one I spent the most time with was a warrior. Oh uh, yeah, I, I played quite a bit of warrior as well. But uh, yeah, in terms of Hearthstone, it was actually funny because I was coming in with a predilection for uh, for Paladin mm-hmm. because I played it in WoW, yeah, and I didn't like love it that much in Hearthstone. So I'm like, that's kind of a bummer. I was really expecting to play a ton of Paladin. The thing is, and then GVG came out. <laughs> well, yeah, GVG came for battle, and then Quartermaster. Because yep. the thing but, is, I feel like in the beginning, especially when Hearthstone launched after the beta, like Paladin just didn't have that much of the Paladin feel, especially with like the secrets and that whole shebang. Yeah. Like, I don't know, the secrets just seem weird to me in Paladins. I don't even know the why they're there, really. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Listen, but yeah, I see a lot of Paladin, was... classic Paladin hate. Didn't Kalento's like control Paladin win like two tournaments in a row or something crazy like that? I remember there was some control paladin that completely destroyed two tournaments in a row. And so, yeah, he had like so that super mega responsive uh, paladin that games would just take forever and he had a ton of mm-hmm. healing and a ton of ways of controlling the yeah, board. It was like playing but, uh, against Control Warrior about 9,000 times it was. Yeah, but even, <laughs> even that just didn't you're, seem you're like your own paladin. Point, it would run like a bunch of weird things like Kodos and Alder yep. Peacekeepers. I don't know. It just didn't feel like the commander of an army that is you have a to paladin. admit kodo and elder peacekeepers a pretty awesome combo it is, it is a pretty awesome combo <laughs> people were running humility for that yeah and humility too i yeah. i suddenly really want a minion that when he attacks another minion that minions attack becomes one and then you run pyromancers in that deck too which kind of go against your hero power that's how mm-hmm. weird that deck was yeah yeah i don't remember but, seeing a pyromancer in that deck yeah, they would run Pyromancers and Equalities. Oh, as a second oh, way to sense. do Equality Consecrate, yeah. 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 That's a four mana, you know, board clear. So I suppose that cool. makes less sense looking at it now because of muster for battle, but I suppose back then it wouldn't have been a big deal. Yeah, back yeah. then it was not like that because Paladin just didn't play like that. You gotta love muster for battling into a Pyromancer board. <laughs> muster for yep. battle changed a lot of things, like 
it was pre Muster for Battle days and then Muster for Battle Paladin. Hey, we we should not we should not um, undersell. What is it? Avenge. Avenge, man, that card. <laughs> I remember when that got announced. Like Ben Bird defended that card. Oh yeah, for All like the angry a chicken. Yeah. yeah, for like a solid however long it was since like. Not a duplicate. Yeah, duplicate yeah. was kind of cool though. I don't think Avenge yeah. ever really caught on. Maybe an aggro palette. Duplicate never caught on and constructed, but it's still pretty decent in arena. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I just I go back to yeah, secrets don't feel right for paladins. They don't they feel don't. like deception is their thing. They yeah, yeah. you don't want to hide secrets. Paladins are all about truth and speaking yeah. up for what they stand for. I could see they like don't warlocks. keep any secrets. Warlocks having secrets. They are maybe. one mana secrets. They're not super secret. Yeah. <laughs> just a little secret. Let's little just be honest. When a, a paladin secret, <laughs> when a paladin secret comes out, we all know what it is. It's avenge or it's noble sacrifice. Yeah, the paladin secret is just like I ate the last sweet roll. I'm sorry, I'll confess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they don't, they don't keep big things too secret. But um, but yeah, paladin after GVG just felt so solid, felt so comfortable. Um, it really felt like playing a paladin. Like you always had an answer. You were kind of a hybrid. You can handle any scenario. You could, um, it just, I enjoyed playing it so much. It just always had something to do and could keep its tempo consistently, but also transition into yeah, the late game. I agree. Like that Paladin deck always felt very, very solid. Yep. One might say it was ready for anything, <laughs> which wow. is my favorite way to describe, <laughs> describe the Paladin deck. So yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. I guess that was pretty close to the answers I was expecting actually, but Probably enlightening to some people in the uh, in the audience here. Andres going warlock, Billy going priest, and me going paladin. There you go. So if you ever face us in a tournament, you know what to predict. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be playing priest in any tournament anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair Mike. Who is a Maz aside? <sighs> Billy, you have a topic as well this week. I do. It's a little bit oh. less of a topic. I think people have, have started to notice what I'm kind of bringing for my topic every week is like a card. Yep. And it's not necessarily always a card that's trying to objectively be the greatest card in the game, but just trying to add something mm-hmm. new to the game. Um, I have to imagine it'd be pretty easy to design a card to be the best card in the game. Yeah. Uh, we, we got a one-cost 12-12. Actually, yep. it would have to be a 6-12. Nope, dies big to, game hunter. D- yep, dies yep. to big game hunter. <laughs> yeah. One-cost um, 6-12 and triples in power when Cannot you, when be targeted. Cannot be targeted. No, no, no. <laughs> stealth at the end of the turn gain stealth. There you go. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, this week, I've brought a card. Uh, it has the same stat line as Dr. Boom, so we're looking at a 7-7. Seven, mm-hmm. seven. The name of this card is a Brawl Beer Bear Mantle. Bear Mantle? Yep. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce this name. This is a name from the WoW lore. Brawl uh, He's a legendary mantle, card. Right. As I said, a 7-7. Seven, seven. A battle cry reads, if you have a beast, summon 2-2 two, two, Treants. Two, two, no, two, no. two, two, two treants. <laughs> that is my favorite part of this card, is that so, it reads, if you have a beast, summon two, two, two treants. I know. It's, it's, sorry. That's how it has it's to awesome. be. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, so, first obvious thing to get out of the way, Billy, you're trying to bring Beast Druid into the forefront. Absolutely. see your mind. <laughs> Absolutely. Beast Druid needs to happen. So, the idea behind this card is that, you know, it... I wanted to originally make it an eight cost card and then kind of have the stat lines a little bit different because mm-hmm. I wanted um, to be able to play this on eight and then on nine do the savage roll combo oh, and pre- potentially have some of these guys left over. But the potential of that happening is just grossly silly. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, being able to do that that quickly after playing this card is um, 
is fairly dangerous. Uh, also, it's a lot of people are going to compare this card to Dr. Boom because obviously it's very, yeah. very similar to Dr. Boom's very. ability. Um, but you could just use Dr. Boom. But this... Isn't he worse than Dr. Boom? Yeah, no, I was about to he say has, that. He has two health. and the uh, Well, the some things that it comes on with uh, have two health. And we're all going to doubt the two health because Boombot's OP. But... Two health can be helpful because the idea is that these want to stick to the board so that your savage draws can activate and stuff like that. With a lot of beast decks, the idea, a lot of the beast druid decks is a lot of the minions stick to the board, uh, stuff like Horned Creeper and etc. Similar to the beat stick druid deck that I made mm-hmm. uh, a while ago. And uh, I think this card would fit perfectly into that. However, Dr. Boom does not fit perfectly into that because the stuff dies, the boom bots die anyway. Too quickly for Savage Raw to really work. What do you think, Andres? It's interesting. I, I really like the idea of the card, but just because it's so close to the range of Dr. Boom, it seems that Dr. Boom would just be a little more reliable since you're guaranteed be able to play in the seventh turn and get the two Boom Bots. And this guy, I... the the two will be stronger than the Boom Bots in, ter- in terms that, yeah, one attack, one get rid of them. But I think the Boombots might still just be stronger than the two twos just because of the explosion that they do afterwards. If you look at Brawl's face here in the artwork, it looks like he's just incredibly frustrated that Big Game Hunter and Dr. Boom exist. Yeah. Why do you consequence? I would need such a good card. I really like the concept of the card though, especially because it synergizes with beasts. Yeah. But what if he was like a like a five five that cost six and still did the same thing? Well, the concern there is that you can't deal with the uh, the the five five, and then if you're doing that, then well, you can't deal with it easily. Like I wanted this thing to be in big game hunter range. Yeah, it's almost too good. Then yeah, uh, it would way. be improved by lowering its mana cost, and it would be too good. Hmm, it's an interesting card though. Like going back to the broader point of like the beast druid synergy. Do you think this would be enough for people to run beast druid, or would you need more? Well, I think they were just more normal druid at Dr. Boom, but I you kinda, had to be like with a set. I kind of didn't want to mention this because I wanted to eventually kind of release it all at once. But I've just been here and then whenever I'm bored working on kind of like a Hearthstone expansion thing. The idea nice. is eventually I'll have 10 cards for each class and then and this this is going to sound crazy because this, this is going to take a long time uh, have... Death Knight also caught up to the amount of cards that are in each class oh currently. Uh, and then also do neutrals for the same expansion, like the same pretend expansion. So we can um, expect this what next week? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 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 but uh, this this card belongs in a set of, of druid yep. cards, which all kind of, well, not all, but a lot of them would work in, say, a beast druid deck, which is why yeah. uh, I don't think this card on its own could attract a beast druid deck, but I think the rest of these cards here would, would help that quite a lot. Yeah. Okay. This is just kind of a sneak preview. No, that that's pretty cool. That actually ties really well into our listener topic this week. Um, yes. And I'm, we actually got an email in, guys, an email that suggested a topic. Woo, emails. Pretty awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and read it out here. Greetings to all you digital drunkards. <laughs> I heard about your part pod- of this email. I'm sorry. That, that is a great title. We are the digital drunkard. Drunk- if we ever like just make, I don't know, a generic video game podcast, we need to name it that because that's really good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. Uh, all right. 
I heard about your podcast via the Angry Chicken, and I must say I am impressed. You all have great banter and give a more casual voice to the everyman player of Hearthstone. On to the topic. I would love for you all to discuss which type of tribe slash creature types you'd like to see in upcoming expansions, and what types of mechanics do you feel would best emulate them. Thank you for your time, Matthew. Well, Ooh. thank you, first of all, Matthew, for sending that in and all of your nice comments. That is really awesome, and I yeah. think that's really thank, what we're going for. So. Thanks, Matthew, for taking the time of writing that, and uh, I really appreciate the email. Yeah. I like that um, he gets the vibe of the show, too. He's like casual, but still talk about interesting topics. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I think every man is a pretty good way to describe our show. We're like right in the middle there. Yeah. Uh, at least for me and Billy, <laughs> kind of like, you know, in the middle of the ladder, haven't reached legend, but are definitely trying to get there. So, definitely uh, awesome name you came up with, Matthew, and thank you for the email. But... Onto the subject itself. I'm going to let you guys go here first. Uh, Billy, did you me, have any ideas for this? Me, me, pick me. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. I think one of the subtypes I would like to see most in Hearthstone is an undead. Because oh. I think that, well, first of all, Death Knight needs to happen if that happens. But if undead happens, like, there's so many crazy things you can do with undead. First of all, like, I'm pretty sure you would need a graveyard system at that point oh, to be gosh. able to do certain effects. Um, mm -hmm. But that gets super complicated, so I won't go into that. But some undead stuff could be really cool. Um, you know, just... The, we've kind of already seen a lot of death rattle stuff in the game, so I don't think they would do it anytime soon. But I think that's a really good point. I think undead is really smart as well, because if you think about doing the different races like if it's forsaken that's tougher because if you do one race you kind of need to start doing them all and all of the races have so many cards that have already been designed that wouldn't that could like completely throw off the synergy but undead is a creature type in world of warcraft that goes beyond just like the race it's more like dragons or more yep. like you know humanoids or something so i think it there it is fits a... in that it wouldn't just feel like we're doing dwarves but not humans or elves <laughs> or anything else <laughs> there, there, there's a slight complication with doing undead though first of all yep. mad scientist officially is overpowered oh um, no yeah and zombie chow like lots of yeah. stuff fit uh, there's, there's already a lot of cards in the game which would be considered undead um yeah. that would automatically become overpowered depending on how undead synergy worked mm -hmm. um for instance uh we've seen examples of this in the past being harvest golem was turned into a mac although mm -hmm. spider tank was better so yeah, no one, okay. yeah so there was there was no issue obviously there. we just need a better mad scientist yeah we just need a better <laughs> mad scientist and a better zombie two chow. secrets and a better sludge belcher. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, this is scary stuff to buff. That's for yeah. sure. Um, I don't know if you actually count sludge belcher as undead. You count abominations as unbe undead? Um, I would say... Uh, they, they are, are created by undead. Yeah. You, like... And then uh, them. I, one card I would be fairly excited about getting some type of synergy <coughs> would be unstable ghoul. And um, flesh-eating ghoul. And stuff yeah. like that. Cards that are currently in the game, which... See zero used. play, um, yeah. yeah. Stuff like ghouls being turned into unstable ghoul synergy. hasn't worked in. Yeah, uh, ghouls and warrior. zombie child can be thrown in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a pretty interesting one. I like that one. Andres, did you have a did you have a thought on this? You have your own type. Um, I was thinking about it, and like one of the things I really like when I used to play Magic was that mm -hmm. most of the cards had some sort of type in them already and i know that you said like it would be kind of hard to implement especially because a lot of the cards in the game might have like two two types you know what mm -hmm. i mean like it could be yep like 
a human and something else. I don't know. Yeah, because Magic had the thing of they release a new set. There are types now, but they're reprinting all the cards they wouldn't be in that set. So, yeah, like, you're right. All but the cards are gone. I do miss that. I really like that because it groups cards into all these like little subgroups and genres, and you can get very yeah. thematic with them. And then you can yeah. include cards that really work around like these big uh, themes of cards. Like for example, uh, if you have two orcs in play, give. Uh, plus two plus two to this card or mm-hmm. stuff like that mechanics that allow you to play with the types of the cards and i i yep. miss that from magic i would love if hearthstone would implement it would play around that a little more especially now that um the games get a little more cluttered with stuff they're gonna yeah. have to find alternative ways to keep evolving the game and keep adding mechanics and keeping it interesting and i feel mm-hmm. like card types uh, are a good way of going around those things yeah that was interesting for me because I'm kind of I've kind of had the opposite impression, and I might play a little bit of the devil's advocate here in that I didn't at first I thought oh it'll be easy to come up with a card type, and then I was like I can't think of any. Hold up, yeah, that's <laughs> a difficult thing to do. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, turns out there aren't nearly as many card types as I thought. And then I thought, in addition, I'm not sure I like card types even being a thing in Hearthstone. Oh, like, that hurts me. And there are a couple reasons I have for that. Um, I'll put the caveat that I think they work really well in class-specific things. Like, I'm almost thinking limit card types to Beast for Hunter and Demon for Warlock. Because it's actually a really good way to bring in how those classes play, Mm -hmm. which is having, like, specific synergy with their minions. Um, So that might be, like, the unique Warcraft way to do card types or uh, subtypes is just, you know, have them for the Hunters and the Warlocks and their, their pets, if you will. But I think one reason I don't love it for Hearthstone is essentially what card types are doing, and we've seen that in Murloc decks and that sort of thing, is they're limiting, they're telling you what sorts of synergies to use. And they're kind of saying, like, use this card with this card, and kind of giving you almost a hint or kind of a pre-built way to make cards synergize with each other, Mm -hmm. rather than having you figure something out like, oh, wait, um, Knife Juggler with, um, what's that spider called? The spider that drops two one ones. Um, Haunted Creeper. Haunted Haunted Creeper. Creeper. Yeah. Those work really well together. Um, Creature types tend to lend themselves more to just like obvious decks. And more than that, I find they're just not as interesting of cards and types to work around with. Like if you think about GBG as an expansion, it was super focused on mech cards. And because not a lot of classes ended up doing much with mech decks, it left a lot of dead cards from that. A lot of the stuff in Warrior, uh, a lot of mech specific um synergy cards just felt kind of bad because you didn't want to be playing mechs we saw the same thing with dragons in blackrock well next ramus which i think was the best expansion instead focused on a mechanic with death rattle and that just worked in the game a lot better and hearthstone is a simple enough game that i don't necessarily think it needs to be telling you what kind of synergies to use by using creature types but instead focus more on mechanics and leaving the synergies up to the players so that was kind of what i thought what do you guys think on that uh, i can completely understand i can agree with that that point of view but yeah i have an issue with that point of view all right um, because all right. i don't think that's necessarily true so for instance in the mech uh mm-hmm. point of view m- my dad not very much but my dad does play Hearthstone now and then and he he's played other card games in the past um and for some reason with when mechs first came out and, and this is the only experience i had ha- like i'd seen with with a player who's not really you know looking out for you know net decks or anything like that he completely right. makes all of his own decks it's my only experience with that he's my only person i can go to and see like oh what's the <laughs> general player of hearthstone doing right now yep. um 
And you said it's really obvious to take a, a subtype deck and, and make it into something, right? So you saw a lot of mech yep. mages and the way they did things. Mm-hmm. My dad also went with mech mage. Not because yeah. he saw somebody else do it or anything like that. It's intuitive. It's intuitive. It's like Murlocs. But his was bad. Like, <laughs> straight up bad. Like, we're running, like, not, not necessarily bad. Bad in comparison to the to the one that everyone was running. Like he was running yeah. mech yetis and you know just the stand. Like there were a lot of mech cards in GVG mm-hmm. that weren't necessarily good, yeah. and I don't think that necessarily is because of the same reasons. There's always going to be dead cards. Like you were talking about how there were a lot of dead cards and warriors with siege engine and, and warbot and yep. Um, junkbot. What's, what's the other one I was thinking of? Junkbot. Uh, no, Junkbot wasn't the warrior one. That was uh, a oh. neutral. Uh, okay. Warrior one was called Screwjank Clunker, um, yep. which is a ridiculous name. I can't believe I remembered that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think those cards were going to be dead either way. You did see people try them, um, but it wasn't necessarily um, very well done. I, I don't yeah. think that was necessarily because of the subtype. I just don't think they were particularly mm-hmm. great cards. Yeah, that's a counterpoint. I mean, we haven't seen enough expansions to get a huge data collection. I did think it was interesting that the two latest expansions have both used creature types, and they've fallen a little flat apart from a deck or two in both of them. Nexoran was focused on Death Rattle, and there were just so many interesting cards that came from that. So I'm wondering if there might be some correlation there, but it would take. A, it was kind of I just. A th- I think off the, the reason why Nexoramus was so interesting is because number one, it was our first ever Hearthstone expansion, yeah. and I would imagine a lot of the ideas they had from Nexoramus were cards they wanted to throw in the original set. Sure. Um, but they, you know, they looked at some of the card like mm-hmm. this. No knowledge of this is what all this. This I'm just speculating this. Yeah. yeah I yeah. would imagine the way. Uh, the next Ramos was made is because they had like a couple cards left over from when they first made the original set and they maybe had some death rattle synergy because they had mm-hmm. death rattle cards in the game hence loot hoarder and stuff like that it wasn't like a new mechanic right but then yeah. when next Ramos came along i'm assuming what they said is they were like oh we can now use these death rattle cards because this suits thematically or mm-hmm. yeah whatever order that happened in um that's a good point so they f- that's why i think that happened also you know, the, with these ideas are going to run thin when there's this many cards in the game, and you, you're going to mm-hmm. see that with with all of the expansions. There's always going to be dead cards, and there's always going to be super popular cards, and there's always going to be. I guess it, I just find uh, a focus on mechanics a lot more interesting than a focus on creature type because one, for one thing, it requires less of your deck to be built around a specific thing. Um, you can summon a couple of that mechanic, and it, it's not like losing value throwing a death rattle card into a non death rattle deck. Um, if anything, you know, death rattle specific decks don't really work either. Um, I also just like the, um, the style of play it lends to and that, that flexibility you get from it. And I think it worked really well in next Ramus. Um, you make good points about why it might not be what they do going forward. But for example, from GVG, the, um, I found the most interesting thing or one of the most interesting things from that expansion was the whole piloted mechanic which is their attempt mm-hmm. not to add a creature type in, oh, but to yeah. add a new mechanic that's being added to the game. Uh, counterpoint to myself on this, though, that seems to have fallen a little flat with their Blackrock mechanic they brought in the game with creature the deaths. Kill the creature stuff? Yeah, so it's not like it's a surefire way either. That so seems to I be have a hypothesis for this thing. The problem, I think, is, with especially with the small expansions, is yeah. that they introduce a mechanic, but it's just kind of like a little taste. Because mm-hmm. you, you kind of have to... Um, spread the, the, all the cards 
to cover different themes, right? You have dragons, yeah. you have the kill the stuff, plus uh, a few other miscellaneous cards that you might be adding to balance uh, or for utility or to help out other decks. Like, for example, um, Patron. The Patron is an example of those cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not enough cards that get released to... For example, with dragons, we see that there's not just there's not enough meat to give you options. They're just like, yeah. okay, I have these dragons. I have to build something with these. There's no leeway. I have to make it work with what I have. Instead mm-hmm. of being more, um, I have a ton of dragons. I could build a dragon deck that could do this. I could be, build a dragon deck that could do that and kind of right. adapt it differently to, to the metagame. Uh, I think the way to solve that, though, is by adding more cards like more cards to these mechanics that they're introducing don't just drop yeah them exactly and go for so for example time. in the next expansion just add more dragons and add more of the hey if this creature mm-hmm. dies um it becomes cheaper or if creatures yeah. die it becomes cheaper uh, that's my actually that's one of my other fears with creature types though is as they add more it's like every expansion needs to give you some pirate cards and some mechs and some dragons and some undead and it's just like at some point and some Murlocs, so many of the cards are going to be having to focus on creature types and specific decks that there's going to be so little crossover. Like, you can't use all of those cards in the same deck, so it's limiting creativity of deck building um, a lot over time. You could say sometimes... that, but a lot of the dragons and a lot of the mechs get used in different That's decks, point. right? So, Not like, the Murlocs, I, I, but I those. Well, yeah, but let's be honest, <laughs> Murlocs and Pirates are gimmicks, right? So it yeah, doesn't really totally. necessarily, in my opinion, count. Um, mm-hmm. And then you've also, you know, the point that I would like to raise is that uh, a lot of the, a lot of the subtypes necessarily wouldn't be that great if there were, if there were even more of them, like would Murlocs necessarily be that amazing if there were more Murlocs or there were more Mm -hmm. Murloc synergy would, would dragons be any better in, in like would Twilight Whirlpool of a sudden be insane if there was another dragon? Yeah. Like, and uh, I'm torn on whether the ease of these synergy decks is helpful or bad for new players because my brother as well went for like a beast hunter deck and it's nice because people are grasping onto these synergies and it's an introduction of how cards work with each other mm-hmm. but like you said billy it also like it might lead into playing some pretty bad decks Absolutely. Um, because it's almost like a pre-build um, yeah. so yeah oh. that's interesting i like hearing the counterpoint to that it was just as i was thinking on the creature type i just realized like i don't even know if i want more creature types yeah it's not really a thought i would considered before so. it's a good point and it's nice that you brought it up because it could get messy and that might be the reason why they have chosen to del- deliberately not do it yeah that's actually true and i also just think it could be easy you know every expansion is a different creature type and like i want them to think outside the box more than that so We'll see what we get. They definitely did some cool stuff in the last, like, three expansions, so yeah. apparently it doesn't seem like they're running out of ideas. I wonder what's coming up in the future. It's really interesting uh, seeing, because um, I have a feeling we, it's going to be another big expansion. So. Oh, yeah. I think they've announced they're doing trading yeah, off between d- adventures and expansions. Yeah, didn't they say, like, forever ago, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure before yeah. GBG was announced that they were going to so. do... Ex- uh, adventure expansion adventure expansion yep. so mm-hmm. if that uh, logic works positive then next expansion is a proper expansion like gbg yeah i'm not positive on the release cycle yet though like time between so i'm actually really curious I'm almost positive next. that we'll see an announcement for this one in the next two to three months you don't think it'll be blizzcon end of year again no okay i, I so don't know what they would do for blizzcon this year if it's mm. what i if it works the same way i just said 
but the the way it's worked, as far as I'm aware, I'd have to double check my facts, is yep. that it's been, I think, six months between each mm-hmm. expansion. I think GVG yep. was announced uh, roughly six... No, GVG was released roughly six months after... Yep. Um, uh, Next Ramas came out, and then Black Rock Mountain was released roughly six months after GVG. Yeah, and they're kind of running out of like announcements like Hearthstone is coming to phones. They're <laughs> like, Hearthstone is coming to your washing machine, so you can play Hearthstone. <laughs> while Hearthstone being- is coming to your uh, keyboard. Yep. <laughs> I wanna- key- oh, with the little LCD screen? Yeah, I want to play Hearthstone on my keyboard while I play Hearthstone on my computer Perfect. while I play Hearthstone on my iPhone while I play Hearthstone on my iPad. Yeah, you got to rank up in all those territories. Actually, I think that's more that's more platforms than there are territories. So, damn it. <laughs> all right. Speaking of territories, iTunes has different territories, <laughs> different stores. Isn't there a way? <laughs> you can, couldn't you have said speaking of different territories? We're no, also available Billy. No, I couldn't. Okay. All right. <laughs> that, that might all right. Have been we better. got an iTunes review. Oh, um, okay. That is, works because you could. Yes. That, you could have done that way better. Anywho, go. On. Billy, I don't want you critiquing my hosting here. I'm going to continue to critique. Because of all this dissension in the ranks, we are now 1.7732. Oh, no, we keep going too fast. Gosh darn it, Billy, we can't have this. All right, so we got a five-star. It will go up. Don't worry. (laughs) We got a five-star review from Rovin, uh, and his title is Super Rad Podcast. I'm already a fan of this review. Um, Yeah, I already like it. (laughs) The review reads, I found out about this podcast through the Angry Chicken, and I've looked all over the place for a second Hearthstone podcast, and so far nothing has ever met the standards that I have. Until now. Hearthholics is well thought out, very professional. Oh, and by the way, that intro music is insane. And perhaps most importantly, the hosts are excited about Hearthstone, which is probably the biggest reason why I love this podcast. Keep up the awesome work, Hearthholics team. Here's to a bright and long future. That was super nice. nice, Roman. Thank you so much. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, if anyone else wants to read us, uh, read us. Yeah, read us five-star reviews. <laughs> Could you please read us, us? us five-star reviews for us? We'll invite you on the show to read them. It's, it's my favorite thing to do before I go to bed. Just have somebody sit down and read me five-star reviews of our show. It's just like falling asleep it's, as they yeah, read them to It makes you. me have the sweetest dreams. Uh, that's actually really good. I'm going to record us all saying them and listening to them on loop in a tape player just so they go to sleep. Yeah, I'm going to use a tape player. Tape player? Where, where did we go off there? Where did we hop players? in a DeLorean? What? This episode sponsored by Sony Walkman. Uh, all right. Uh, if you want to leave us an iTunes review, just check us out on iTunes, search Hearthaholics, and we would absolutely love it if you did, and we'll read it off on the show. So thank you very much again, Robin. You can also find us on Stitcher, which apparently people use for podcasts. I use Apple stuff, so, you know, it's all over my head. Uh, or you could email us at hearthaholics at gmail.com. Uh, for any other listener subjects like this time, we'd love to have another listener topic next week. So go ahead and email us any of your ideas. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter at Hearthaholics and search for Hearthaholics, a Hearthstone podcast on YouTube or Facebook, and you can find us. Actually, it might be Hearthaholics Strategies of Hearthstone. So just search Hearthaholics. No one else is using the name. You'll find it. <laughs> Where can people find you and your work, Andres? People can find me on Twitter at iPlayGames, and you spell that I-P-L-A-I Games. You can also find me on my website, MassiveMusic.com. You can listen to all of our music catalog over there. We have all of our music up for sale and license. 
And uh, you can find the intro music to this podcast over there as well. Yep, and you can have all the links to that in the show notes. If you want to find the exact URL or any of that, just check the show notes and you can see it there. Uh, you just released some new music as well, Andres, so congrats Yeah, on this week uh, we came out with a new updated website that has all for licensing stuff in there. So we make it really easy for uh, YouTube content creators or Twitch guys to um, get some cool music. And then our new collection of songs just came out. It's all very uh, cinematic and futuristic. So if you're into that, make sure to check it out. Nice. I plan to buy and listen to that tonight uh, to pump me up as I stare at numbers <laughs> and work out financials for the business. Oh, it's so great! It's great for accounting. It really relaxes oh, you. Oh, excellent! <laughs> I like Can the I, idea oh. of marketing your music to accountants. <laughs> exactly. QuickBooks needs to get in touch with you and license it, uh, it for their software. It, it makes setting up numbers a lot more exciting. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Billy, where can people find you? You can find me at uh, the Twitter thing at B Broly. That is a B in front of my in in front of my name. Yes, it is. Uh, if you hate Heroes of the Storm, you can you'll hate my channel at youtube.com forward slash Broly HS, where I upload a lot of Heroes of the Storm stuff. I also every now and again do. Hearthstone, but that's that's kind of getting rare these days. Yeah, um, you just uploaded a new video, didn't you? Yeah, just uploaded gameplay of the new hero Joanna, and okay. she is a silly amount of fun. And we're sure that's not pronounced Joanna, right? Almost positive it's Joanna. Okay, I think it's yeah, Joanna. <laughs> okay, just making sure. Just making or sure. Or Joanna. Joanna. I need to redo this video if I was pronouncing it Joanna. Joanna. <laughs> Best pronunciation. Uh, yeah, if you want to find me on Twitter, I am Lord Meldor. That is L-O-R-D-M-E-L-D-O-R-R. I do a lot of stuff. We are a property of the Whales or Whales Network, and that's a podcast and internet media network that myself and my brother run. Uh, I won't run down all the shows I do. Just go to whalesorwhales.com, and you can see our whole uh, lineup there. But if I'm going to point one out, we do my brother and I do a video game music podcast called Train Station at 8. We get different guests on each week to talk video game music, have a little fun quiz segment, have a question of the week we all answer, and just sit back, relax, and talk about the music of video games. And it's our longest-running podcast on there, and it's super fun and enjoyable. So check that out if you're a fan of video games and or music. Finally, you can find us all doing the Angry Chicken Gaming Group. Just go to the Angry Chicken subreddit. That is a fellow Hearthstone podcast that inspired us all. Um, and I post every week about a game night. Go ahead and attend that, and you can talk to me, Billy, Andres, and many others as we chat and play Hearthstone. It's typically at 8 p.m. on Tuesdays, so check that out. Oh, that's 8 p.m. Central Time, by the way. All right, and to leave you until next week, druids who fought too long in Northrend were easily seduced by Ragnaros. A mug of hot chocolate was generally all it took. Let's go. Let's go.